Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, Halflings! I always do it the opposite way that it's supposed to be. Hi. No, that, that was it. You that was the way it was supposed to be. Oh, that was perfect. Hi. I just love how high you can go. I, it's it delights high. me every time. I got a wild range. Uh, hi, I'm I, I'm Liv. Hello, Halflings. Um, and, oh, God, it's terrible. I And I am joined today <laughs> by... <laughs> Be, uh, me, hey, it's Jeremy Cobb. <laughs> Never let me do this. Uh, Don't let me do the intro. <laughs> no, it's 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 wonderful every time. Uh, it's me, Jeremy Cobb, but Benjamin Houlihan calls me Olivia William Cobbright. Oh, that's all of us. Oh, yeah, cute. Oh my god, I feel honored to be kind of included in a Jeremy nickname. I love that. Yeah, I feel like that has to be, I feel like that's the halfling collective. Like if yeah. we merged, if we did the uh, somehow like a three-way fusion dance mm -hmm. and became one being, Hello, we'd be we Olivia, Olivia, William, Cobb, Olivia, right? Olivia William Cobbright. Cobbright, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but that's yeah. not just us, Jeremy. Uh, we are also joined today by whom? Whomst? <gasps> Wait, there's someone else here? Is it? Uh, I'm hiding. I'm Hell out. Oh, uh, we've lost them. Oh, Next. God. Oh God! No. <laughs> Why do we well, always do this, we, Jeremy? We always lose them. <laughs> I always scare everybody away, but only in interview contexts. <laughs> we are joined today, everyone, by professional actor and vocalist, tabletop nerd, designer, host, moderator, jack of all trades, master of three, and my dad. Critical Full Prince vibe. Woo! <laughs> Makes them even more black. Cake glitches and bitches. Lands in the cusp of a teaspoon. Oh, no. On a nat 20. No. You think this is just a game? That's disgusting and I love it. We're about to get into something real big now. Christ. <laughs> I, am, I, am, I am happy to be your father. Uh, Anakin Skywalker style. Mm -hmm, for sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Dad. I You're welcome. You, you deserve my presence. I hate everything about that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve yeah, my we're presence. We're going with it. We're entering 2024 with that kind of energy. Like, yes, my presence You're right. You're is right. amazing and you, and you yeah. deserve it. Yeah, I love that. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I recently, I, I, this reminds me, I was talking to my mom and she was like, if your dad ever cheated on me, I wouldn't be mad. I'd just be like, well, that's your loss, dude. That part. Like, <laughs> why would you do that? That's, that's stupid. So stupid. That, yes. like, yeah. that is the mantra to go into. It's like, you, I'm not losing you. You're losing me. Mm. Exactly. That's the that's that sort of confidence. Like, yeah. yes, it is good for you yeah. to have me as your dad. <laughs> and frankly, if, if you weren't in a relationship with me, mm -hmm. that's your mistake. Yeah. Sorry to you say that part. You fucked up big time. Tried yeah. it and found out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We didn't say our pronouns. My pronouns oh, are Jer Mar my pronoun Your pronouns are Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy and Cobb. <laughs> Jeremy slash Cobb. No. Uh, we literally, we were saying beforehand, we were like, oh, let's do, we're going to do this. We're going to make it regular. It's 24. Let's go. Hi, my her pronouns are she, her. Uh, <laughs> uh, my pronouns are he, they. Yeah. 
Oh, th- th- uh, it's weird that I just used my like my nouns are he him and my pronouns are Jeremy Cobb. So if you're talking directly to me, you need to call me he or him. If you're talking about me, that's when you say Jeremy. That's like the the idea that just occurred to me. Yeah, sure. No, wait, that's the other fair. way around? Yeah. No. Yeah. The other way around? No, wait, your nouns? It's normally the other okay, way good. around. Okay, like, good. Okay, you were doing it that you would do it there, I see. would be your actual name. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of this. Yes. Uh, we, <laughs> My mind can't handle <laughs> So, so CB, yes. we start every one of our interviews uh, ever since you can blame Erica Ishii yeah. for this because they came up with uh-huh. this. Uh, and we start every one of our interviews with a lore drop. Every time I'm like, uh, it oh, is no. <laughs> essentially a small piece of lore about you that is bite-sized and has, we do, you don't give us any context and we're not allowed to ask for any context for this piece of lore about you ideally it's something that most people wouldn't know Mm. uh but in in and of itself is just like what and it makes us want to ask questions but we can't not not allowed to not allowed to we all do one and so at this point the halflings are really scraping the bottom of the the barrel Uh, (laughs) what do i not talk about out loud already (laughs) <laughs> mm. oh, i had one yeah. and it has since run away from my brain i am with the celebrity was running through my brain searching for it celebrity thing that was a thing it was now i got it it's back thank you Liv. Liv pointed it out to me i'll give mine so the only to my knowledge i think it is the only celebrity autograph i have ever received uh was given to me on a chipotle cup by the first man to beat Rafael Nadal at the French Open. Oh, wow. Huh. I mean, go you, though. Yeah. You have a piece of history. Cool. Go ahead and put down an Etsy, eBay. Yeah, does he, do Does eBay, eBay still exist? I don't even know. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, I've looked at some Lulkana cards still out there. there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's going. <laughs> That's my, my little nerd tidbit. But I've got another little, little nerdy tidbit, which is my lore drop. And um, I've got to remember her name, but... This one is kind of cut and dry. It doesn't really, really leave you asking more questions. But like when I was a baby, uh, during a ferry ride where my mum had me all killed up and whatever, not like a dog, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> one of the actresses from Pulp, Pulp Fiction uh, came over to her and was like, oh, hey, can I say hi to your baby? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and that was me. Now I want to know which actress it was. I know. I, I think she's called Siobhan. Oh, hang on. Pulp Fiction. Siobhan? Maybe I might be making that up. Oh. Um, but, uh, CB, you, you feel free to drop drop some lore if you want. Drop some lore. Drop some lore if you would like, too. I have something, but it like it's like it's going to go to a place that I hope your community is okay with. Uh, just I'm know sure that I've, I've coped <laughs> with it. Uh, but mm-hmm. and, okay. I, and I have to give the lead up because the lead up's important. Okay, all right. Okay. So all right. when I was young, uh, I want to say, and I, unfortunately, I go by when, what year I was in, uh, in, in, in school versus how old I was. But I know it was in first or second grade. Um, I was living in a house that's actually second lore is literally around the corner from where I live now, which is wild. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. But uh, we had uh, we were in a two-family flat, and, and our flat was right next to another building, like extremely close to another building. And our window faced that building, the, 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 the window that me and my four brothers shared. Um, I have six. Brothers. I have six of us. Um, wow. Uh, another Lord drop. You're dropping all the Lord today. Uh, mm-hmm. But 
whenever it rained, specifically when it was like, you know, lightning out, you know, it's pitch black. There's no light coming in between the two the two buildings. But whenever it flashed, uh, like lightning, it was bright white. And then suddenly again back to like Fanta Black. Yeah. Because of this, this is this is where I mean I'm I apologize in advance. Oh, I God. used to think that whenever it was that bright white for like two a point two seconds, a member of the Ku Klux Klan could come snatch me. And no one would know I was gone. Why, why, why would you brain jump to that? Why? And that's why I have a phobia of storms. What? Oh. How did Why did oh. it? How? Oh. Okay, so my question is. Oh. Well, I can't ask can't questions. Ask questions. No, There's so many questions. questions. Oh my goodness. To be fair, Actually, I don't, I I don't have it. that innate fear anymore, but oh, good, 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 good. it is the basis <laughs> of my extreme anxiety that I get yeah. with, with when it when like bad weather happens in the area. That's such a horrific that image, though. That they, they just have lightning powers, and all of a sudden they're, <laughs> they're just this there mine. with the flash. <laughs> oh. just like jumps out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Terrifying. That, that's, oh, no. that's an A24 movie if I've ever heard one. Oh, so. yeah. That's so true. That's the, so true. Key, that's a new Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I'm wondering, well, not. I can't wonder, but there, yeah. I think I actually gave a lore drop. I think this is the second clan-related lore drop. <laughs> what? What's happening? On Street Black Halflings? What? How surely? I think so. <laughs> I think because I think one of my lore drops was about the time I accidentally walked into a clan march. Oh, <laughs> or was about to walk into a clan <laughs> march. I feel like, I, I, feel like I would have remembered this, and but yeah, I yeah. don't. That's so well. Wild. Then I'll just this is for free. I'll give you this for Amazing. free. My family and I were in Atlanta, and we went to. It wasn't just my family. We were actually uh, there on a Bible quizzing trip. Mm for a big tournament and we went to go see the coca-cola factory Mm. while we were in town and as we were leaving the coca-cola factory Mm -hmm. we were like oh there's a parade and as we were walking out we were like wait why are they all dressed like oh Oh, no run 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 run." (laughs) and we just like backed into the the coca-cola factory we're just gonna gonna hang out here a little bit my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wild well i'm glad you're okay i'm glad everything is fine on a d- completely different note rona gallagher is the woman for pulp fiction <laughs> oh okay that's okay that's that, i was like siobhan no siobhan I, just, I, I knew it was like it like how siobhan siobhan is spelt i was like okay it's one of the irish um names uh, that is mm. like difficult to spell like my middle name is neve so like i'm like okay it's one of those those kind of names i was like siobhan Oh, <laughs> Rona. Okay. Rona. Now I understand. Mm-hmm. Now I realize who that is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she's the she's the one who's like far out with the uh during the needle scene. Oh. During the uh I think so. I think that's her. Who's like amazed by the ne- uh by the needle stabbing. Because she's Trudy? just seen the ultimate piercing. I have never right? actually seen I haven't actually either. <laughs> I haven't either. That, that, yeah. So I should probably watch it. Uh, probably. I, I like it. It's a very good movie. I mean, I've seen like clips of it, but I've never mm-hmm. had the need or want to put it on. Yeah. Mm. Do you like ter- any other Tarantino movies? Like, have you seen any of them? I mean, yes. Um, Kill Bill, <laughs> like, clearly. Um, I still uh, haven't seen Kill uh, Bill. I know. I mean, you know, I mean, like, Inglourious Bastards. I mean, and, and I do, I do love Django. Django is, mm-hmm. is fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun is the wrong yeah. word, but I do it. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> They're kind of fun. It's an interesting um, There's a few parts yeah. that are fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the but Django! Yeah. 
<laughs> Wait. Yeah, Pulp, Pulp Fiction is more fun than Django Unchained. I, I would. I, you know <laughs> what? For various reasons. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, from Dust Till Dawn. That's a Tarantino, isn't it? No, that's Robert yeah. Rodriguez. Wait, what? He is in it. But I think. Yeah. I think is he in it? I think he helped make it. Yeah. He helped. I think it was like a co-director. I think he wrote thing, it. But I, it's. Yeah. Oh. It's not usually counted as like one of his movies. He didn't direct yeah, it. He wrote he it. Screenplay, yeah. yeah he yeah, like yeah. co-wrote it, I think. Yeah. Like I think him and Robert Rodriguez did it together. Okay. Uh that movie's nuts. Yeah, it's right. Wild. Yeah, from Dusk Till Dawn is Did nuts. you ever watch Super the wild. uh the TV show that they made? No. No. Uh oh because Robert Rodriguez had his own like station, right? His own TV station or something, oh, or his own sh- channel. I have wow. zero clue. But I know <laughs> that um uh I think maybe maybe so. Uh but I remember watching it and it was it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. Uh, it wasn't the original. They they definitely went there. Uh, with the series because mm-hmm. you know it okay. is about you know vampire sneak thing people yeah. all that yeah so they went there but it was cute mm-hmm. yeah nice. okay okay yeah. uh i i have a small robert rodriguez story which is that yeah. it took me until i was about 19 or 20 i think i was 20 years old mm-hmm. before i realized that finnegas flute is a silly name Finnegas Flute. Finnegas Flute. Finnegas Flute. Finnegas. Yeah, the villain, the antagonist of the first Spy Kids movie. And then like the guy who joins with them in the in the subsequent movie. The Thumb Man. Well, he's not a Thumb Man, but he has Thumb Men around. Alan Cumming. Alan Cumming. Yeah, Alan Cumming, right? Yeah. Yeah. God. I didn't realize that Finnegas Flute is a completely preposterous name until I was 20 years old. You didn't realize that. No, I just thought it was like a normal name. I was like, yeah, Finnegas Flute. And then it wasn't until I was 20 that I was sitting there and I was like, hmm. wait, hmm. Finnegas Flute? My next TTRPG <laughs> yeah, character is going to be Finnegas now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Finnegas <laughs> isn't too bad. I feel like separately, Finnegas and um, Flute separately, but together, it's Finnegas well, Flute. Well, I, I, mm, eh, <laughs> uh, because Finnegan is fine. Mm. Yeah, Finnegas. Phineas. Phineas is right, right? Phineas. Yeah, Phineas. exactly. Finnegas feels. It's Phineas yeah. and Gus put together, <laughs> is what it is. It's, just, it's too many names in it. Pick one, you know? Mm-hmm. Just pick one. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, CB, I have a question for you. I have an answer, baby. Ooh, excellent! What is your nerdy origin story? Yes, how were you birthed into this nerd life? Mm -hmm. Well, so the birds and the bees um, are an interesting. (gasps) Finally, people keep refusing to tell me this. I want to know about the birds and bees. Please tell me, Uh, because I thought birds (laughs) ate bees. Oh, what? You know, I don't know why it's called the birds and the bees. It doesn't really make that much <laughs> sense to me. But you know, the whites can make up anything and make it <laughs> make it uh, make sense. So it's like, it's yeah, sure, birds and bees. You know, uh, uh, not like two gorillas or something. I don't know. Anywho, uh, I'm just thinking. Okay, we're done. <laughs> we, let's let's move off the subject. Getting back. <laughs> getting to getting the point. <laughs> uh, I was hanging out. Uh, this is a side thing. I was hanging out with a uh, friend of the show, James Mendez Hodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, famed uh, uh, sensitivity consultant and just generally cool guy. Mm-hmm. And I happened to bring up the Hadozi thing and he was like, oh. you know what? I'm just going to tell people in future, don't do humanoid monkeys. Don't just don't do, do it. it. Just don't do you it. You know, it's not worth it. It's, it's really, it's really not. It's really <laughs> not. Uh, it's like, and it's, and it's sad because like, I like the idea of playing something nimble like that with like using yeah. like a prance yeah. tail, but then y'all yep. do minstrel stuff. So, Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, we're doing the minstrel stuff, okay? Doing the minstrel stuff, it's fine. Doing it for Maybe. everyone. 
Happy yeah. Joy Joy. Um, so <laughs> uh, my origin story in the world of the temperature um, uh, actually uh, started. So my brothers, I'm adopted. Uh, and I remember my brothers uh, talking about this weird thing called Dungeons and Dragons, but I didn't know what it was. Um, I also was in foster care for about like three fifths of my young life. So mm-hmm. I didn't really did get to experience a lot of the things that people, I mean, like, and I know the world, I know, you know, I have like a childhood and, their games and, and media that I love, but I never really got into like, you know, anything Dungeons and Dragons tabletop wise, not really yeah. until I got, uh, I was an adult. Uh, but uh, I was doing a 24 hour play festival, uh, which are one stressful as hell. If you've never done one, don't do it uh, <laughs> because there's just no, no reason for it. Uh, but I was doing a 24 hour play festival and my, and the direct, the executive director of that show, um, uh, Cal Cracky, I could give him uh, so much love. Um, he wanted to start a D and D group. Uh, and I was like, you know what? This is my chance um, <laughs> to actually, you know, do this thing that I have seen uh, so much about. At that point as well, I was just like, I was a Tumblr nerd. Oh, same. Uh, mm-hmm. I was a Tumblr role player. Uh, oh, was- my God. Same. Wait. Yes! Oh, what? my God. I like, yes. I never meet anyone else who's, who was. Uh, I was. I was. I mean, I, <laughs> even before Tumblr, I was on like Pro Boards and Envision Free. I was a Glee RPer. No! Uh, oh my Yo. god! Okay, we have a lot to talk about here. Okay, we, we have. We'll yeah. yeah. come back. We'll come I'm back. Clearing yeah, the rest yeah. of the questions. We'll come back. We'll come back. This is the Glee podcast. <laughs> oh, it is. I was oh. a big Glee. Um, either way, oh, that could have been another Lord drop, but I'll go back to that in a second as well. Yeah. Um, excuse me. So. Um, because I, oh, Tumblr, I had seen something called Widow Mock and I was like, what is that? I have, I have zero clue what that means. That was the ship for Caleb and Molly Mock. Um, so that was like my first, like really instance, like, oh, this is, that's how I understood what Critical Role was. But I was learning about that. He, I wanted to get a group together and I was like, sure, let's do this. So again, big shout out to my, to Kyle as my first ever GM. Yes, Kyle. 25 plus people. In this campaign, not not all the time, not all the time, but we all were in the same consecutive story. Oh wow! It was, and what we would do is because he would, I mean, yeah, all the time in the world, literally like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday were all D and D games for like five, six, oh Jesus, five or six different people, uh, you know, per group, and then we would do our big finales all together. Oh, that's so fun! It was, yeah, wild. Um, yeah. so the, and then, so that's how I started. I played a, a, a high elf. Like, I don't know why I wanted to do a high elf at that point. I didn't really know like the differences between I, like the races and like their Yeah, I think I played a high elf the first time I played as well. It's just mm. something is like, was, oh yeah, I'll be a tall elf. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> it was there. Uh, and I play, I played a character named, um, Thoughtwar Galileo, uh, because I wanted a character <laughs> named Thought. It's literally the only reason. Uh, and, and, and I was already like into, to storytelling at that point, again, being a Tumblr role player, being a performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew that when I was, you know, they were asking me, you know, what do you want to play? And I was looking at all these things and I was like, I can cleric, but don't think I'm going to heal you because I think that's silly. Like cleric, <laughs> cleric means faith. Cleric doesn't need mm-hmm. to mean health. And mm-hmm. so I played mm-hmm. a Tempest cleric of Talos uh, who would heal you if you pulled your weight. Um, yeah. He would not do anything for you if you thought, come heal me. No, fifth level shatter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a utilitarian cleric. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like literally tell somebody, mm, you can wait one more round. 
Um, <laughs> and they were dying. They were in yeah. death saving throws. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, but fine, don't so, worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that is thought war, right? <laughs> Just like bleeding out. <laughs> they helped me. Like, you like, missed, mm, but Just maybe don't roll not. A one. That's not a one. Okay? one. That, that's literally what I said on the character. I'm like, don't just throw the one. You're fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, but um, um, then from there, I mean, I was, you know, in the D and was totally into D and D now. Um, mm-hmm. I was on YouTube, and Critical Role came back into my periphery because of Handbook or Helper, uh, oh, yeah, which was yeah. their mm-hmm. their their helpful series to try to get into D and D. Uh, and me being a singer, me being someone who enjoys the musical side of things, that jingle stuck out to me immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, this is cute. Shout out to Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I recorded it uh, and I did it myself. With And I do like this multi-track thing and I have like four of me, blah, blah, blah. And I posted it on Twitter and I walked away because I was babysitting my best friend's triplets. Mm-hmm. Um Ooh. I looked back at my phone, and the rest is history. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> uh, and that's how I officially jumped into the space. Amazing. Okay. Oh, the feeling of going viral is such like a fear-inducing thing. <laughs> I, I posted a TikTok the other day, well, the other month, I think, and it was like, it just kept going up, and I was like, oh, I'm being seen, and I don't know if I like it. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Stop perceiving me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an interesting thing now, especially where mm-hmm. I'm at now versus when I first got into the space, because back then, it was definitely like, oh, my God, this is kind of overwhelming, but also like, I, I guess a rush, knowing that you're mm-hmm. doing something that people enjoy. And you definitely get like, and I don't want to say a contact hike. I don't want to go into a space that feels like it's an addiction. But like, there's definitely a level of, oh, if I do X, I get Y, clearly. Mm. So let me do more of X now. Um, It's like a transaction almost. Yeah, a lot of people fall into that trap. Uh, Mm. They realize certain things that they do, get them notoriety, whether good or bad, so they keep doing it. Uh, And that's definitely how it was at first about anything that I did that potentially like did numbers. Um, But nowadays, it's like when I I start to see an influx, it's like, what popped up that someone took out of context and now I have to go defend it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the other side, the of other it. side of it, exactly. Um, but you know what? It, it's all part of the journey. It's the journey uh, for those good <laughs> reference. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't regret it. I don't regret anything. So nice. Happy to be here. Yeah. Heck yeah! Amazing. How did you get? Because you said you got into D anD D from being in a twenty four hour play festival. Mm-hmm. How did you get into theater and such? Because I think we've had. A, I mean, look the 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 theater kid to TTRPG creator uh, pipeline yeah. is very, very well. wide. Uh, uh, it, it can be. It, it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I see a lot of people with those roots. Yeah. But very few do we have. Rarely do we have an actual working professional. Mm. I think mm. like yeah. st- somebody who's still work and not just like oh I went to LA and I'm trying to be in movies and such but like no i do this thing i'm in shows i, I do plays yeah. like i feel like the theater when you get to theater and especially musicals that's like the hardcore mm. side of it at least yeah. from where i'm sitting as somebody who also went to drama school mm-hmm. uh the so i'm curious how did you get into theater and all of that uh that side of things uh, so i come from a very musical family 
thankfully my grandmother rest in peace um and my aunt uh were like my my inspirations for like performance my aunt was doing uh theatrical works uh doing tours like she was like i'll never forget she's like i'm going to germany and we're like what you're going to germany what do you mean uh um and she came back and like brought us back like some swiss chocolate and stuff like small memory from being a kid uh but like she was doing so much of that uh, so I was always inspired by like the idea of like not just singing. I sang in church. I was a I was a, I was a I was a legitimate soprano until the end of my freshman year of high school. Wow. Oh wow! Um, and then puberty. Uh, <clears throat> but it's a big summer. But but I still retain my. I'm tenor. I retain my 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 range that I have. I have a, I have a oh. four and a half octave range. Um, nice. But so yeah, I was singing since I was a kid, faithfully, whether in church or whatever. And then seeing her do like the whiz and all that stuff i've like fell in love with that and i was like i just love these things and i'll never forget um and i'm I'm trying to recently i'm trying to remember where the love of it came from and i recently remembered i was in like a summer school type of thing and one of the days we just happened to be watching west side story uh and that's i I fell in love with west side story um so then it's, it's it's really funny how like the world makes things happen and you don't expect it to happen like how mm-hmm. it is like the trajectory like you happen to be here doing these like, x y and z moments foster care all that stuff happens i land in a space that has me in a school i get to that school the next show they are doing is west side story oh. uh and i was like i had never done stage work at that point i had only done like you know churchy things or like i've done like performances but i've never done like acting um mm-hmm. and what was even wilder about that is that i was in choir with a good friend of mine at that moment um and our substitute teacher i mean our teacher was out so we had a substitute teacher um and that day for some reason they had decided to play west side story they announced they're doing West Side Story a week later <clears throat> uh, in, in the theater. So it was like, it was very much like all these things are lining up. Yeah. And I remember me and my mm-hmm. friend looked at each other. We're like, oh, we're Tony and Maria. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that did not happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she got Maria. Oh. Uh, what did you get? Yeah. A-Rab. Okay. I was called back for Tony, though. Um, okay, and actually, okay. fun okay. fact, the person who got Tony is now engaged to my absolute best friend. Um, so like, oh, okay. that's nice. Not F him. Nice. He took my part. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but but yeah. Um, and then I so I did West Side Story, and actually the first, the only person who really tried to prevent me because theater people are cutthroat. Like, oh yeah, you know people. You see like the TikToks or whatever, and like you see like the 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 asshole kids who like think they're like, oh my god, I'm like the theater kid who like knows everything and I'm the most popular, but in reality you're like the least popular yeah. person in high school. That's how the Rachel Berries. <clears throat> yeah. The Rachel Berries. Very Barry that. Type. Very that. Yeah. Yeah. Um that same aspect was happening back in 2008, 2007. Uh and the only person who befriended me because I came in very confident. Because I came up into, you know, I was singing, I knew what I was doing. A lot of these kids, they love theater, but they didn't really have the skill behind it truthfully mm. and i did so a lot of people immediately hated me immediately i was just mm. ostracized you were the a threat one yeah the mm. one person other than my best friend came later the one person who befriended me is now my adoptive brother they adopted me oh oh what yeah. <clears throat> so sweet it's That's wild how that works um, yeah and oh. then yeah i started doing theater from there high school college professionally here we are now that's so amazing. Okay. I'm still so thrown by like the fact that they were like, yes, come into our family. We love you. That's amazing. Well, because they were, they were driving me home. 
uh, to yeah. my foster family. And I was like, I'll, oh. I'll, I'll way out away from the school that I was going to at that point. Cause I had moved, I was in a, I was in a foster home. We had moved and then I got taken away and moved somewhere else. And it was just, mm. but I didn't want to leave the school and I didn't want to leave the show. And they were like, yeah, we can take it home. And then eventually like, why are we taking it home? Just take it back to our house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it worked out. That's but, amazing. Yeah. So how then has your TTRPG career, uh, affected and interacted with your theater career like do you even view them as separate careers at this point yes (laughs) (laughs) yes but yes and right um uh i'm trying to find a way to not as i would never blend them but find a way to be able to still do both as much as i can which is why I'm actually getting into the background side of things, starting to do more design work, uh, doing mm. things that I can just record versus actively having to be there for, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Uh, so I still mm-hmm. do a lot of work in the tabletop space. I will never give up theater unless my body tells me to go up theater. Um, and it's hard. Luckily, right now, uh, I tend to only do shows during the summer uh, because uh, I'm in St. Louis, uh, the St. Louis Muni, which is the largest uh, outdoor amphitheater in, uh, for theater mm-hmm. in onto the world uh, it's huge um uh what the, the thirty thousand seats i think wow probably more than that wow um it's, that's that it's, is it's huge. wild uh but they have they have a very short summer season literally y'all i'm, I'm stressing out thinking about it we rehearsed for eight for <laughs> what 12 days Ooh. Ooh, oh no and then, for, that, and then, for that size of a venue and then we do the show for a week Oh, it's, that must be intensive. It right? is intensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, and this year no they're doing Les Mis. So oh, no. <laughs> they've done it before, oh, but no. it's like, I'm hoping to be in it this time. So I'm just like stressing out about, all right, that's a lot of music to come in with. Um, oh, yeah. But which yeah. role would you want? Which role would you want Andras. if you had to pick one? I am gunning yeah. for Andras. That is, nice. I am like, I, was gonna... I need it. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the one I was thinking of for you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. I yeah. I, that, yeah. That, that role has, uh, it has eluded me twice. So I'm like, I'm fingers crossing right now that like, I, I get it. And I this can't, I've, I've done multiple shows with them now. They know my worth. They know, they know what I can do. And I know yeah. the music director. So it's like, please. Anywho. Um, but yeah, so like blending the two won't necessarily be a thing, but trying to do what I can on both sides is definitely mm-hmm. the challenge because eventually, you know, I mean, I've, I, I, have, I don't audition for Broadway. The reason I don't audition for Broadway is nothing's really caught my eye. Uh, there mm-hmm. are a lot of people in this industry who like audition for everything. And even you're told, you're told that by your teachers, your professors, mm-hmm. your fellow colleagues, audition for everything, audition for everything. In my personal opinion, no. Why would I? Why am I going to audition for Sound of Music? In what world yeah. am I doing anything with Sound of Music? Like, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm not auditioning for Million Dollar Quartet or Jersey Boy. Like, I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't audition for that part. And it's like yeah. I don't audition for anything that I don't see myself in. I don't see my people in, or I don't see myself enjoying at all. So if I can't answer at least two of those three. It doesn't happen. So a lot of the shows have been popping up recently. It's like, I would love to audition because I would love to be on Broadway. I would. But like, I just know that this isn't the show. That isn't the show. Right. Uh, so I'm waiting for that show for me that I know that can go in and be like, yep, booked. Um, yeah. Again, mm-hmm. I am very confident. Um, it doesn't come out of um, like ego. Like I truly, like I know what I can do on stage. So yeah. I know what I can give and I know what I should be getting. So I know that if I gun for a show, I'm getting it. 
um, because I believe in that. I know my worth. Uh, But I'm just not, I'm not going to start putting myself up for every single last thing because then you get so Mm. many no's back and it's like, right. I don't need that energy. So until, until that happens, I'm able to uh, balance it very well. Uh, Mm. But that is, that is something in the back of my mind. If I do Broadway or do a tour, you know, it's like, how do I keep up with the TTRPG space? I don't want to give that up either. It's become such an important aspect of who I am mm-hmm. and what I'm doing. Um, and it would suck to like suddenly just have to give it all up for X, Y, and Z. So I'm trying my best to balance. It, it ain't perfect yet, but, you know, mm-hmm. we're having a good time. I want to highlight one thing that you mentioned, which is how how I think psychologically draining it can be on people mm-hmm. to be auditioning for every single thing mm-hmm. and keep getting no after no after no. Yeah. And how I think it's very important to keep in mind for a lot of people, and it can be extremely difficult to keep in mind, that like you're saying, as talented as you are, you would still end up with a bunch of no's. Mm-hmm. That's not because you're not talented. It's A lot of times it comes down to fitting yeah like do you happen to fit with their specific vision of the show Mm -hmm. maybe they've already hired somebody or they already have somebody in mind for one role do you have match up with that particular person Mm -hmm. do you there's so many factors that are completely outside of your control when yeah. you go into one of these rooms that it really does not come down to, it does at least does not just come down to how good you are yeah. at any given thing. Because mm-hmm. uh, oftentimes I would go so far as to say the most talented person who auditions may not necessarily get the role. Nope. Mm-hmm. Usually the person who gets the role is going to be at least somewhat talented, like they're usually going to be good, but like... They may not be the they best. Have connections, and it's not you know? <clears throat> exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many mm-hmm. different variables that come to play. And I've been on the other side of the audition table multiple times. Mm-hmm. I know what mm-hmm. it's like. It is. It is never about you're not good. It is literally about how do you fit in this vision that we have. Like for instance, yeah. I was I was doing uh, auditions. I was helping with the uh, uh, audition process for someone doing Assassins, mm-hmm. um, which is a very particular show. But we had yeah. we knew who Booth was. We knew who Booth was. We had to start matching up to Booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, not saying that they had priority, but it's like, if we know this aspect and we know their voice, no matter how good yeah. you are, we want them so we can't use you. Right? Yeah. That's just right. how it, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to where yeah. do you fit? How does that all coincide? You know, and yeah, and I and I've been on the other side where it's like, I know that I could do something well, but it, it wasn't for me wasn't mm-hmm. for me i had a call back for rent last year at the muni um mm-hmm. and i was called back for collins didn't get it mm-hmm. but then i want to saw the cast i went oh they, they were going for a very specific type for the show and that's fine mm-hmm. i don't fit that don't fit that at all mm-hmm. also that dance call wasn't was a pickle oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm dying inside we're just thinking about all the fucking turns and leaps i had to do um <laughs> for rent um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, exactly of all shows uh, i mean it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a very it was a very specific reason why they did it um uh, Mm-hmm. But okay. I was just like, I'm dying inside. Um, but uh, <laughs> still, yeah, it's like uh, it, not everything is going to be for you. But what is is, mm-hmm. and I apply that, and I say for those watching, also apply that to like actual play work that you're applying for. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to be in an actual play, or they want to do all these things, but you might not fit what is needed for that moment. Now, mm-hmm. there's a lot of nepotism in our community, and I will call oh, yeah. it out. Yes. There's a lot yeah, of nepotism yeah. out there, and I, oh, yeah. and it, but like, and then that's harder to deal with it's harder to actually be able to like break through um but past that aspect it's like sometimes what you want to do isn't what you need to be doing and or isn't they i don't want to say they don't need you 
but you just aren't fitting what they need for that moment. So like, don't get discouraged. If you apply for something, you don't get it. Um, It really has nothing to do with you for the most part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There has been, I know for, uh, for our APs, Mm -hmm. there is often a frustration for like, I experience frustration because I'll be like, Oh wow. I have all of these friends that I want to put in my stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be like, Oh wait, all of these people are white. (laughs) Like I can't, I can't do a series (laughs) with just all of these people. I truly can't, which means that I, and it's not like, it's not like I don't have a bunch of really talented POC that I Mm. also want to put into a series. Mm -hmm. It'll be just like, Oh, these people I haven't worked with yet. And I'll look at the list. I'm like, Oh yeah, Uh, that's, that's why it's because they didn't quickly say a thing. It has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. Thank you for respecting the fact that POC is not an adjective. (laughs) <laughs> I, I try i try not to be a butthurt about it because we use like atm machine and stuff like that so like i get it yeah but also yeah. it's like when i say poc people what do you mean people of color people like, like oh yeah no I say it out loud it. and then you realize mm-hmm. how silly it sounds mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, when yeah. you said that i went thank you someone else gets it <laughs> <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I know exactly. There are definite. There are so many conversational things. The big one for me is could care less. Oh, I like I inwardly whenever that. somebody says that, I'm like, mm. yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could, there, you like, could care less. You could well, care less. You oh, well, then. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. That's my drag. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely hard out here when it comes to APs. And I guess want people to understand that like the process of casting is harder than you think. Again, unless there's some backstage stuff that you can't do anything about, which is like nepotism or, you know, mm-hmm. a very much a specific idea for a show. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean stop trying. It just means think mm-hmm. about what you really want uh, and yeah. go from there. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people as well are like this nepotism because people are, you know, they want, they're used to what they know and they're like, okay, I want to, I want to just look somebody who I know and I'm comfortable with. It's like, but what if you branch out? You might, you know, but you, you know, somebody amazing, you know, that's not necessarily nepotism. I can understand mm-hmm. work. Like there are some people that like, yeah, I know that if I want X, Y, and Z, especially if I'm doing something quickly or whatever, yeah. these are my go-tos. I know for a fact I can work with them. I know for a fact we work well together. If schedules align, let's do this. Nepo- mm-hmm. Safety is not nepotism. Mm-hmm. Um, make being comfortable with 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 a space is not necessarily nepotism, mm-hmm. and I'm not you know saying that you had it right, you're wrong, but I'm just saying like no, I, no, I, I see some <laughs> things that it's like, did this person truly need to be the person you asked, or did mm-hmm. you yeah. ask them because now I'm not saying you're doing them a favor or X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z, but it's like I've seen some things and I'm just like, hmm, yep, okay, I expected that at this point because that's all you do. <laughs> you know I, and it's like i'm not hating yeah. on you but it's like i see that we see that right yeah so i do have some scenarios in mind that uh, match up with what you're saying mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say them out loud oh, no, we I don't know. Need to. this isn't like, <laughs> this isn't like all like that, but like, it's like we yeah. all know right um but yeah. it's just yeah I, I, and I, I say that to say there are just some scenarios that no matter how much it angers you or whatever you can't do anything about so work on what you can work on Get your setup mm-hmm. right, right? Get make you have a good headset and microphone. Or have mm-hmm. I don't want to say good. A Yeti, I started out on a freaking snowball snowball. It works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It so works. did I. That was the first episodes of this show I was recording on a snowball. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> oh, funny. I, yeah. I have a shore mic in my closet. I'm just I gotta get the equipment for it so I can actually use it. So I've still got my Elgato. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm using the exact I'm using the uh, Logitech C922X. Shout out, I'm a Logitech partner. I use credit card to get 
things. Um, but uh, sorry, <laughs> casual no, self promotion. Uh, but do it, do it, do it. I'm using the exact uh, um, um, webcam that I started streaming. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. That's very cool. It's just with, yeah. uh, with other yeah. things that I have, it just looks more crisp, but it is the exact headset. I mean, I said with webcam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, put yourself out there. Like, I, I mean, it was a very, that sounds like, like when I was trying to like get my streaming setup together, like I, w- I was just constantly like, oh, okay, I've got to get this piece of equipment and, and you know, then it's going to look mm-hmm. better and I'm going to feel better about it and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, as long as you're just putting yourself out there, like, just don't, stress about that you know mm-hmm. it'll come it'll come very that yeah very that absolutely yeah now you mentioned several shows like you were talking about when you were talking about in the theatrical world being like oh i want to i don't want to do certain shows like for example sound of music mm-hmm. uh i feel like being a black person in musical theater <laughs> is often very mm-hmm. limiting compared to at least Depending on what shows, like, for example, you mentioned West Side Story, mm-hmm. and you were cast uh, as one of the Jets. Now, I would have expected, yeah. like, I, I, I'm just following the logic of that, and I'm like, I feel like mm-hmm. if well, I was well, going to make West Side and I had black people that I wanted to put in West Side Story, I probably wouldn't put them on the Jets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that obviously, industry-wise, mm-hmm. that can be, like, a big factor. Like, for example... When I was auditioning for musicals, there were certain ones that I was getting called in for and other ones that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I would get called in for Hamilton. I would get called in for Lion King. I would get called in for um, uh, uh, um, uh, the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would not get called in for one of the Mormons. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just want to ask, why, if I can ask a counterpoint question, would you cast me as a shark? Because uh, I think the main theme of that show is tied in with racism. Mm -hmm. And I would, unless I was going to have one side, unless I was going to have uh, the Jets be a mixed, like, unless I was going to have the Jets be all black, Mm -hmm. then I probably would not have a mixed race group of Jets. Because a lot of it comes, it's not just about immigration. Mm -hmm. It also is tied in heavily with racism. And so I feel like I would feel more comfortable casting a black person as one of the sharks rather than one of the jets. So I'm going to challenge you. The reason I ask that, because you're, you're correct. I'm not saying it's not about racism. Clearly, the Puerto Ricans deal with racism. But that's mm-hmm. also the stressor. It is Puerto Ricans, mm-hmm. not black people. Um, yeah. And specifically, something we discuss, and yes, it's about immigration, but like, it's also, there's a moment uh, in Act One when uh, the Jets and Sharks meet up at Doc's uh, before Doc mm-hmm. gets there. Uh, um, and before, sorry, before um, the officers get there, ACAP. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. And the Sharks start throwing out slurs, but they're all slurs from different nationalities. So, mm-hmm. what, so you think about, it is about immigrants, but it's really the immigrants who have settled Versus the immigrants who are now here. So when we did mm-hmm. the show, it's like you have, you know, black folk who might be Irish. You have black folk who mm-hmm. might be X, Y, and Z. Because like Arab is Irish. Uh, you know, Tony's a Polak. Uh, this is what they say. You know, he's Polish. Um, and like there's so all these different. There's a melting pot, and it's the idea of you know they weren't deemed white until they were. 
uh, until they had mm-hmm. to separate themselves from something else. So it's like there's a mixed bag of different immigrants, Haitian, all that's and I'm not, not Haitian, but you know, like we could argue mm-hmm. that there's a mixed bag of, of immigrants who are here together who are all angry at the sharks who are all Puerto Rican. So when I ever okay. do the show, unless that black person is an Afro Latino, I don't want them in the uh, in the Puerto Ricans because they're not. I'm not Puerto Rican. Same thing. I wouldn't mm-hmm. want I wouldn't want a Puerto Rican who's not black to be cast in like the Wiz uh, playing a black mm-hmm. person. You know. Uh, yeah. So I was just like I, I hear a lot of people say that you know all the people of color should be sharks. That actually defeats the purpose of the story. Um, that, that does also have intentional casting. Sometimes you don't see any, you either see white people and Latina and Latina people, you don't see anybody else. And sometimes if that's what you have to do for the show, that's what you have to do. Because again, the, the, the visual difference is also apparent, but you mm-hmm. could argue that because it's a mixed immigration, that more people can be mixed on the jet side than the shark side to be. It's my same mm-hmm. issue with like, uh, Aida is my issue with uh, Once on this Island. Those shows are about colorism. Um, they're mm-hmm. not. It's like whenever I see whites playing Egyptians, I'm like, yeah, yeah, Miss yeah, yeah, yeah. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> That's not correct. It's like, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. it is it is Egypt versus Nubia. Um, and so right, it's like right. high society versus what they dub to be lower. Um, so like it's colorism is so baked into that. Same thing with Once on This Island. It is literally the Bozomes versus you know uh, those you know T Moon and her folk, and I'm forgetting what what we call them. Um, um, and it's like the Bozomes literally have a line where they say they are coffee mixed with cream. They are light skinned as hell <laughs> versus the darker uh, uh, like native folk who are already here. It's like, yeah. I wish more people realized those things versus looking at, oh, you're a dark person, then go over there. It's like, no. Mm-hmm. Think about yeah. the why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, that's a tangent. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I, think that, I think that's a really no, interesting way to look at that. <clears throat> uh, I think it's a really interesting way to look at, like, especially in the case of West Side Story, mm-hmm. to look at it as uh, primarily along immigration lines yeah. and saying that, well, these people happen to be more settled. It, it is, and so it's they xenophobia. Are the, yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Right. And also, mm. I guess it yeah. adds like a level of like, like, uh, like, it's hypocritical, just like in a way, isn't it? Just kind of like, why are you against this one group of people when like you've got, you've got a melting pot of people like in your gang? Like, what is, what's the, where do you draw the line? And you, you all know? were just the problem a bit ago. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. now, yeah. again, now that you've claimed that, oh, we're actually, we're actually fine. It's you. It's, it's, it's yeah. that's history. That's history, you know, writing itself in, in front of us with, you know, sure. yeah. kickball changes. No, I love that. Triple jazz squares. Yeah, I think that's a. I think if somebody approaches it from that from that perspective, mm-hmm. I think then it then the casting makes sense. I for me, the race aspect still would take would take precedence over course, yeah. or take precedent over. Uh, actually, no, it would be precedence over um, the immigration aspect because I think even beyond the the immigration lines, I think the, if we say it's not if we look at the immigration aspect of it, yeah, uh, at least for me, it's not just about settled versus unsettled mm. it, there are there's an additional color thing that gets 100%. inserted into it and i mm. absolutely that, agree yeah. with that and if i and, yeah. and i would cast with that intentionality as well i guess wouldn't personally put an african-american as a puerto rican because it, it, it yeah, is about true. their culture like america is about coming from you know even though i'm well, I'm not gonna say America's Puerto Rican. You already know that's a whole thing with that colonizing. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. also, like, I would want to respect the fact that I am not of that culture. So people mm. who are of that culture should be the sharks. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, and it's easy for people to say all the black people, all the people of color, just go over there. And it's like that's not 
me though. So I don't even yeah. I don't even put myself like whenever I ever if if I am not a dancer, I can dance. I'm not a dancer. Uh, but if I ever audition for that show, you're like you don't see me. I'm not putting my name for sure. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. t- I'll be glad hand at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's yeah. definitely valid. No, I and uh, thank you for uh, bringing that perspective to us because like I hadn't thought about it that way. I, I think I always imagine it in terms of like when I was in like high school and like it would have just been like oh we, well we don't have enough people of color so go over there you know like <laughs> well, you know, I always and, think of it and that. educational like, theater is an important part of theater mm-hmm. it is not the most um how to say that it's not the most um accurately represented mm-hmm. type of space because it's a space where you can learn and you can grow you can literally educate yourselves on the x's and y's of things knowing mm-hmm. things like for instance when i was in high school uh, my teacher went to Japan uh, through the summer uh, for, and I don't, I can't tell you exactly what the trip was for, but it was definitely something for their, their teaching. Uh, and when they came back and there was like a uh, part of that agreement is that we do Pacific overtures, uh, which for those who don't know, is one of uh, Sondheim's hidden uh, faves that I love. And it's literally about, um, it, I want to say it's not about colonization, but it's about uh, Japan and like there's a character who's like super uh, traditional um, to the T and there's a character who's like willing to embrace like the modern times contemporary things and then as the show goes on they literally switch places um, mm. but you see the growth of Japan in that time Commodore Perry coming out and all stuff but it's it's Japan uh, mm. I don't think we had any Japanese people in our cast um, oh, at all yeah. but but it's educational theater that's the mm. time yeah. to like learn and experience now getting out of that and it's and i think nowadays in 2024 it's definitely a little different they can they mm-hmm. kind of uh, approach it with a little more intentionality i think but also mm-hmm. i think those that is the only time where i forgive seeing moments where it's like mm-hmm. all right that's not necessarily what it should be but this is a time to learn it's a time to learn your craft learn the history of what's happening in our space and learn what not to do as you leave this space uh, I think yeah. all that is that is the time to learn it. College, I still mm, I don't think really college. High school, yes. Uh, college, y'all, y'all don't at the point. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, so I, I that it's fine, it's fine, mm. fine with the yeah. caveat that you're learning. Um, yeah, for sure. So and that's yeah, that's fair to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. I completely agree. I I do definitely agree that there is a problem with trying to lump all POC into one group yeah. that's oh, yeah. i don't i've never liked really the phrase the the acronym poc i don't either like, why there are more <laughs> of us worldwide why do we get the acronym I hate that. like why did we all get long long uh, lumped into it together yeah. because it's also i also hate it because i feel like we're going on my tangent and it's totally fine i also hate it because mm, no, people forget yeah. the color part of people of color um and it's like mm. colorism is so like such an important conversation to have when it mm-hmm. comes to race. So when, and it's like, and again, I, I love, I'm not going to say I love everybody, but like I appreciate the existence of everyone and I'm never going to, you know, downplay their plights and the things they go through, especially for our different cultures. But when I see somebody extremely white passing, it's like, yeah, I'm a person of color. It's like, but you go through the world like you're not. And mm-hmm. I saw so it, it's like, I hate it, but it goes back to the lumping thing. I hate that we're yeah. all just like lumped together in this little space where you have the privilege of the people getting on the boat in the Titanic and I'm stuck in the boiler room. Right. You know, right. it's like, and there's, 
Yeah, and even within that, different minority groups, like you've heard, obviously in the United States, yeah. I don't know if they, I think they kind of have it in the UK as well, the mm-hmm. idea of the model minority. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you are Asian, specifically East Asian, you are going to be treated differently than someone who is, for example, from the Middle East yeah. uh, part of Asia. Like if you're from there, the the, enti- the expectation is going to be different. Also mm-hmm. from South Asia, you're going to be treated differently than you are, say, if you're fr- an African immigrant or if, in fact, you're just yeah, a black sure. person who was mm-hmm. in America uh, recently or who's been in America for hundreds of years. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of there. It doesn't make sense to try and lump in. There are definitely parallels yeah. and shared things between mm-hmm. those experiences. But I don't think it is always useful to just consider them all as a category. Agreed. Yeah, and just be absolutely. like, yeah, they're all just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think, um, but what I, what I wanted to ask was <laughs> obviously in the, in the performing arts industry, mm-hmm. their ob- colorblind casting has become more popular and more prominent, yep. uh, which is, I mean, how you're about to be uh potential. I'm, I'm manifesting how you're about to be Andrew Ross in Les Miserables yeah. uh, later this year. But the, I'm, my question is, have you found that you, being a black person in TTRPGs mm-hmm. has had any sort of effect on your career in that space? Beyond simply the idea, because I, I want to acknowledge and pretty much any POC who is going to be in a public sphere, like especially a public online sphere, is going to uh, receive levels of vitriol that yep. greatly outstrip what a say if you are a white masculine presenting person the amount of vit, uh, vitriol you are going to receive is probably going to be significantly less than a, per, a black masculine presenting person yeah. at the same level of popularity as you uh, mm-hmm. so acknowledging that has there been any other areas would you say like career-wise that it has impacted you in ttrpgs as a black creator i mean the base answer is yes um uh we talk about it a lot. i mean i one of the first things i did in the space was uh and, in, and I'm, i still stick by it and i want to do a re i want to return to it this summer uh was um the blackest foot round table uh which is literally mm-hmm. a, a you know conversation about the trials and tribulations that we face as black people in the ttrpg space and that so many people did not realize how complacent is the wrong word but like how they were adding to the things that we dealt with without even realizing they were mm-hmm. uh it was very eye opening um i mean i've 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 been offered things and i found out that the rate i've been offered is the much less than the white counterpart even oh, though ooh, i have wow. thousands more followers i have much more yeah. recognition and traction I'm not saying that all that's important but it kind of is. Uh, yeah, if you're going to be paying so one mm, person more, yeah. you'd think it would be based on how much attention they're you about think, to bring to your project. You would think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I've definitely been underpaid. I've been, you know, almost like, I don't want to say blacklisted. That's definitely the wrong word. But like, there's definitely been spaces where it's like, hmm, we had a couple, like, I mean, I'll, I'll use this example. I had a conversation mm-hmm. with someone, and I'm going to say their name, and I was going to be a part of something they were doing on a live show. Uh, at, mm-hmm. at, a, at a convention, a very popular convention, uh, I got ghosted. Wow. Even though they approached me, I got mm, ghosted. Really? After I'm, I'm, I'm acting quite, and I'm not acting like invasive questions. It's like, hey, I just need to know what's happening here. You know, mm-hmm. what's like the hotel and flight mm-hmm. plan, all that stuff. If anything, and if you're not offering that, totally fine. I guess no details, blah, blah, blah. But I would like to go to this convention. I had never been. Mm. All of a sudden, I saw a cast. I saw, I saw a promo. And I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> 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 like, you know, I guess 
compartmentalize, throw away that key for a bit, but like have it mm. in the harm's way. So I need to go grab it and re unlock mm-hmm. it. Uh, but it's like no, as, as black people in this space, it is it is easy and hard. It mm-hmm. is easy because people are scared of black people in this space. And what I mean by that is, if you wrong a black person in 2024, especially in the TTRPG space, in the social mm-hmm. media atmosphere that we have now, mm-hmm. run. And, and, and I don't say that as yeah. a threat, but it's like a lot of people know that you can't get away with doing something like that. So they are hesitant. And because they are hesitant, they are scared to cast you. They are scared to mm-hmm. work with you to begin with. Because they don't want to be the one to F up. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be the one to to now be the next, you know, twit longer that don't exist anymore. But, you know, be mm-hmm. the next twit longer about how they did X, Y, Z against a person of color, specifically a black person, because now their mm-hmm. career is ruined. Yeah, I've right, been told by multiple right. people, I want to work with you, but I'm scared to. Uh, I'm scared mm. to because I'm very opinionated. Uh, mm. I'm blunt. Uh, I, again, I'm an open book. And I'm not disrespectful, but respect is earned and I just grant it. Um, yeah. And especially in the space where, you know, Anglo-Saxons think they just get it because they exist. And it's like, no. Um, mm. I, I don't applaud mediocrity, ever. Um, and I'm not saying that you are a mediocre person or you are doing mediocre content, but if you're doing the bare minimum and you're getting all what you're getting, I don't applaud that. Uh, because I see yeah. people working 10 times as, as far as you and are getting, you know, scraps. Um, yeah. but, uh, I've had people flat out be like, I would love to do something with you, but I, I'm scared that if something goes wrong, that I'm screwed. And I had to go, why do you think that? Like yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm professional. When I'm at work, I'm at work. Uh, and mm-hmm. TTRPGs are work at this point. Doing action play is work at this point. You know, doing design work mm-hmm. is work. And it's like I come in, I show up, I do my job. I don't, I don't cause problems. I'm not saying I, I'm, you're saying I'm causing problems, but you're saying that you have a fear that if something goes sideways, then right. you're going to. But that has to go. But what makes you think something's going to go sideways? That's yeah, on exactly. You. Like, um, I feel like if somebody's afraid of that, then they have something to hide. That's that automatically what I, mm-hmm. what I, what I mean. Like mm-hmm. if you, if something goes wrong, it's because of your actions. Mm-hmm. There's no in between, you know? And the yeah. people, mm-hmm. I, the people I want to work with are people who are willing to be called in and are willing to call me in because I am not infallible. I, I mess up. I, we all do. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We uh, all do. yeah. And, and anyone who says that they are, you know, aren't wrong is somebody I don't want to work with. Uh, ever, mm-hmm. uh, unless they really aren't working, and they just you know backing up their um their their, their words. But mm-hmm. it's like I am willing to accept that I have done something in a way that maybe is uh, uh appears a certain way, maybe mm-hmm. doesn't it, it isn't it's taken wrong, or maybe I just truly messed up. And I expect you to call me in, but in the same breath, mm-hmm. you need to be willing to also be called in when you mess up. And I am yeah. one of the few people in this industry I firmly believe, and I say that with all my heart. I'm one of the few people who just doesn't hesitate a lot of people do mm. a lot of people mm-hmm. want you know they have a way of being uh perceived they they mm-hmm. don't want to be perceived as someone who's confrontational they want they don't mm-hmm. they don't they don't want to be perceived as someone who's is hard to work with and mm-hmm. i don't care if you think i'm hard to work with i know i'm not yeah. but if you think that because the way that i am now contacting you because you messed up mm. I mean, that's all on you, fam, you know? So it's yeah. like, yeah. I, I am never going to change the way I approach things, but understand that I don't approach things out of line. I'm always going to be as professional as I can. Um, and a lot of people, again, it's a lot of people are just like, they're scared of that. So it's like, all right, cool. But yeah, with all that being said, 
Yes, there's a lot of hardships being a black person in this space. You're going to be misunderstood. You're going to be passed over. Uh, you're going to be underpaid. Uh, sometimes to get what you want, you have to make it, which I absolutely hate. I hate the idea of, you know, uh, if so, if you want something done, just do it yourself. It's like, well, that can mm-hmm. be true. I understand the 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 gung ho aspect of that, you know, getting it until you get it. But also, like, why do I always? Why does it always have to follow me? Why do I, why do I again put in triple mm-hmm. amount of work to do the thing that you just get to do? Um, yeah, it, it's irk, it's irking. Um, and it, it, I want to throw out. I think it also there's a there's a tendency for the industry to become overly centralized around a couple of. Uh, people of color like I feel like because they'll be I I think because there are because well let's put it this way there's a bunch of really well-known white male DMs yes Mm -hmm. Uh, there are not a lot of well-known black women DMs no there are a (laughs) lot of good black women DMs yep but most people can probably only name one Yep. And I don't think that I don't think that that is that I don't think that that's her fault. I don't think, no. I don't criticize her in any way for that. I think that is a sign of the industry. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, and now, I think. Go ahead. To, I was just going to say, to be clear, Abria, right? We're talking about. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I, there, there, there's love nothing but love on, on this show yeah. Uh, yeah. for Abria. But yeah. I think that the way that the industry mm-hmm. has treated uh, her is reflects the biases yes. of the industry itself. Oh no, exactly. Like it's 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 no fault of Abria's that people are, uh, are thinking, okay, we've got Abria, we're good, we're good. Like now. we don't yeah. have to, yeah. we exactly. don't have to do anything. Exactly. Else. <laughs> That's exactly the thought and, process and I was truly, trying to get to. Abria yeah. right now is where, and I'm and it's hard, and I, I don't want to say it like this because it almost makes, it makes it feel like you know we're putting people on pedestals and we're like comparing mm. and stuff like that. And that's not what I mean. But back in 2020. When I had the conversation about the, the breakfast roundtable, Abria now is what B. Dave Walters was. Everyone mm-hmm. wanted to work with B. Dave. Everyone, yeah. like, whenever they say they know somebody in the industry and they know somebody black, they immediately said B. Dave. And it's like, is that the only person you know? Because there's yeah. a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and it has exactly. nothing to do with him. Get your money, get your bag. I'm happy that people oh, know yeah, you. But, like, it was clearly mm-hmm. that people were tokenizing this one person. Or, yeah. or putting preference on this one person and not doing the work to do anything past this. So now, four years later, Abria's in that spot where it's like, all right, we got Abria. And it's like, but I'm looking at what three people on this else? channel right now. There, yeah. there, there is a, a list. There are so many people out there who put in yeah. the work and do good work, but you don't care to look because you found your one. Yeah, uh, and exactly, I'm gonna exactly. I'm gonna make sure she gets her bag no matter what. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She can exactly. stay where she's she can at. Stay where I just want more right. people to I have the opportunity. Yeah. Phenomenal, to and be that deserves everything she has. Exactly. Yeah. But it's it's yeah, yeah. It's not her. It's everyone else. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a shame yeah. to see. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we strive. You know, the, like for what for example, when we um did uh Curse of the Spider Queen, we put out like um a casting call to you know just try and get more people of color to mm-hmm. like, join us and play a game, mm, especially um, women of color for that. Exactly. One. Exactly. Yeah. And like it's it's hard. It like I mean like it, like it's it's such a shame that like you know there aren't more people that we can just point out in the industry and go okay yeah we'll bring you in you can come and like yeah like it's it's i want i want more people of color in the industry like so desperately 100 like the idea of it like for example if three black halflings was like in the stratosphere um like all of a sudden like tomorrow i would be like okay now it's time to bring other people in exactly also deserve this mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like not just us you know yeah 110 yeah. percent 
Uh, CB, it has been incredible having you here. I actually yeah. wish we could keep going. Like I this know. is, I'm having a blast. Um, but we have to, I want to ask you this. We ask every single guest. Uh, we, we wrap up our, our, uh, interviews with a tale from the table, which is a, a story from a tabletop role-playing game experience that you have had. Uh, it can be funny. It can be, uh, exciting. It can be tragic. It can be triumphant. Uh, it can be scary. There's any number of any emotion, something that stood out to you, made an impact on you, uh, emotionally from one of your games. Can you think of one? You just called me out. I know I can. Uh, <laughs> uh can be sad, funny. Yeah. yeah, uh I think so. Um Yeah. yeah. Like, you're thinking. I'm like Blake, I'm like wait, I'm there. I'm <laughs> there but I'm not. Yeah, talk. Just say something. Yeah, oh. while you're thinking, uh I actually haven't played TTRPGs in a while, but uh I think what was one that I've said before. Oh, oh, so uh I'm I'm going to throw it back to last year. I think I've talked yeah. about this before, but uh at the convergence uh put on by a friend of the show, Quincy. Quincy. I, I don't think he's ever I don't think Quincy's actually been on here yet. We got to get Quincy oh. on here. Uh well, Quincy's a cool dude. Uh he had Jasper and I come out to his convergence last year um at Evermore Park. It was a lot of fun. And the very first game I did uh, it was one of my favorite, like one of my favorite one shots slash paid games that I've ever run uh, with the like the cast all brought it like there was such mm. a it, it, by the end of it, even though I'd never met any of these people really before. But we all felt like at least I felt like, wow, I know all these people. We're mm. friends now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel and it, it, we we captured that uh, that feeling that can sometimes be elusive, I think, in TTRPGs, which is that feeling of like magic that we just yeah. made something together and it meant something in that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all felt it and we shared it. And we were we were all like sitting in this soup. And we, every time we pushed <laughs> the soup, like we'd add a little bit of ingredients. Everybody would be like, oh, Ooh, here, <laughs> we go. here we go. Mm-hmm. That was that whole we did like a red wall sort of themed game mm-hmm. where everybody was playing mm-hmm. animals. Uh, and it was it was like in a world that was influenced. It was sort of based on uh, uh, I, th- I think maybe pre medieval Norway. I think it was pre medieval mm. Norway was the setting that I had made, uh, and it was just so cool. It was a really really fun adventure. There was like time travel and uh, and people losing their memories and people <laughs> like having out of body like supernatural experiences, mm-hmm. and then a, a mole with big metal claws over his yeah. claws. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was really cool. That sounds cool. cool. I love that. Um, I, I, I did think of something and, okay. and, uh, I actually want to give a shout out to Katie Asaurus cause she had made me think of this recently. And I was like, you know what? It may, that was one of my very, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you doubt yourself. I mean, you doubt is normal. Doubt is normal in anything that we do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're like, you know, it's not an, am I good enough? But it's more so like, am, am I doing something impactful? I think that's, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a better way of putting it. Um, and I think about that DM battle royale on the ship. Um, that we all did. That um, was a lot of fun, and it was one. It was fun to see all the DMs. So at D3C, um, one of the things I put forth, um, because the DMs are doing so much work, um, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, on this on this yep, cruise, yep. uh, so much, y'all. And I was like, you know what? Let's have a time where they can have some fun. And since I was one of the veterans of the cruise, I was like, I'll run it. I'll have fun. I'll do a. We're gonna do a battle royale. You all bring your best 
uh, a game and, and have a good and this is for fun, you know, and I had a ways for people to like monetarily support the GMs, like mm-hmm. they like pay them to like give them advantage or things of that nature, stuff like that. So I was glad that the GMs all walked away with a good chunk of change after that. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, I played, I just remembered I played Boxy Cleopatra. Yes. That was the name of my yes. character. Yes. A whole Boxy lot of women. Hell and, yeah. And, and yeah. you and Jesse was underground for most of the dang fight. <laughs> um, but the, the, yep. the, the whole premise was um this uh, this extra planar ethereal um uh, not ethereal i should say um um eldritch uh, entity mm-hmm. called the maestro uh mm-hmm. who brought all these champions from various spaces and time and planes or whatever and was like this is not a fight to the death this is you all have done great things and you're all going to walk away with, with something but one of you mm-hmm. is going to walk away with a boon that's going to be able to help the space that you are in and whatever you need that to be because that's the maestro that's what they can do they inspire right um but you know when the maestros are throwing terras and things at people uh it gets a little it gets a little stressful um and you know they're all fighting and people are getting knocked out and blah blah and having a good time pulling from the deck of many things and at one point um i don't know if it was kate's deck pull or not but she was like we're not doing this yes i know you're saying that we're going to get glory out of it but clearly you're just like making our lives hell for a, a, you know mm-hmm. a little piece of change and she mm-hmm. rallied all the gm characters against me <laughs> yeah and i was like you know oh. what this is right this feels right because it's about <laughs> them coming together and showing who they are and why they're here. Uh, and it was just like a really cool moment of me, like letting loose, uh, allowing change in that way to happen. Cause that was not a part of the mechanics. I'd had nothing prepared for the maestro, but I said, yeah, I say F it, let's do it. Uh, mm-hmm. But overall, that was such like a good, like a really good feel good moment. And uh, mm, yeah. in, in, in my TTRPG, it's um, uh, work such far. Just, just, just mm. having a good time and letting people work and letting people vibe and at the end of the day making sure people are still having fun and that was the way they were yeah. gonna have fun was destroying me so I said fine. <laughs> um, I, I want to add. I want to add as somebody who was there another aspect of it that I think was that made it unusual uh, for at least for me uh, is the fact that it was live mm-hmm. because I think as a theater performer. Look, we've all watched recordings of plays. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ballgame when you're in the room. Yeah. It's just, mm-hmm. it's utterly transformative. Yeah. And that was actually a question that I had, was talking about, uh, we won't get into it necessarily, but the idea that tabletop role-playing games as an industry is primarily broadcast. Yes. It is very rarely live. Now, the few TTRPG show, live shows that I've either been in or been to have been completely different than they would have been had they just been recorded. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool to get to do that as a live show because it changed the whole tone and tenor of the game. Yep. Uh, and I thought that was really fun that we, we got to share that with the audience. And, and I try to stress that a lot. It's like... It's like, I mean, it, it, we're starting to get into a space where we're starting to pre-record actual plays, which is totally fine. Uh, but it's like mm-hmm. a lot of actual plays were like live in the moment. It's like, y'all are doing this for an audience. You are performing. Uh, mm-hmm. This is an extra skill set. This is not just you knowing your character. This is you now being able to convey your character for an audience. Uh, mm-hmm. And that takes, that takes more skill than just being able to say, I roll X, Y, and Z. And, and so, yeah, that's another conversation for another time. But, uh, yeah, it was very fun. And, and, and the audience aspect and that live aspect really fueled that game. I mean, literally with you know, the coins and buckaroos that I got, but also just like the energy of what was going on. Like everything was fueling. It was, it was like 
a, a two circles that are like combining with each other over and over mm-hmm. that energy just yeah. never ending it was so so good and i will gladly oh, do it again great. wink nudge gen con ah uh. <laughs> hey i'd like to throw my name into the hat uh as, <laughs> as a veteran of the original uh the original game uh but thank you so much for being here cb where yeah. can the folks find you Please, uh, we're going to give you this plug. Please plug yeah, yourself. Plug away. Uh, however you wish. Uh, uh, yeah, you can find me everywhere at Critical Bart other than Tumblr because I'm not going back there ever. We didn't talk about Glee. <laughs> no. We didn't talk about it. No. We didn't talk about Glee. You'll have to come back and oh. we'll have to have just like a hey, Yeah, we got to do, hey, we gotta do like a side to the episode. I'm always yeah. down. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you can find me everywhere because Tumblr, I do a bunch of stuff in this space. I'm a Twitch partner, so you can always catch me streaming at twitch.tv. Uh, I mean, I'm on TikTok, all that jazz. Uh, I'm going to announce it here because I don't know when this is. When is this? Is when is going up? Uh, this will be out in a few weeks. It won't be out next week. It'll be out in a few weeks, like two to three weeks, okay. I think. Okay. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to announce it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Oh. It's not. It's not going to be up by then. We're, we're aiming for a February first uh, launch, but I think this is okay. totally fine to announce it. Uh, myself and Gabe James Games, Gabe Hicks, we are starting a podcast. Um, Whoa! Uh, we are starting. Yes. It's called the Tabletop Barbershop. Um, where <laughs> yes, it, it is a TTRPG podcast, not for the tenderhead, where we're just going to wax on and have a good old time. Uh, you can totally catch his fate uh, if you come in correctly with us. Uh, it's going to be a good time, and we're very excited about it. We're we're launching something on February first, so watch out for that. Uh, Tabletop Barbershop uh, is where you can find all that uh, information. Uh, and we can't wait. That's exciting. Can't wait for it. Uh, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be uh, awesome. And, and then past that, um, uh, I'm on uh, Hero Sweets and Fast to Perform Go Kill on Amazon Freebie and Plex. Uh, you heard my voice on Critter Hug, on, uh, which was Critical Role's uh, Pandemic Signal Boosting Show that should totally come back because we need more of it. Um, and again, because everywhere at Critical Bard, I do way too much at this point. Uh, like I said, mm-hmm. truly, Jack of all trades, massive, like maybe three of them. So thank you for having me. <laughs> Yeah, course, thank you so much. Here. Liv, Liv, where can the folks find you? You can find me on various social platforms, mostly as at Does Dark Magic. Um, I'm on Twitter and I, uh, TikTok. I'm doing a bunch of now. I, I uh, so that I like TikTok quite a lot. Um, <laughs> also, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, and also, uh, we've got a website now. Uh, uh www.3blackhalflings.com Go check oh, it out yeah. for more info- information on us. Um, and um, also check out Dicebreaker. I'm, I also make a bunch of stuff on there if you feel like it. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Jeremy Cobb one. That's Cobb with two B's and the number one on Twitch, uh, not Twitch. Excuse me. I have a different thing on Twitch on Twitter mm-hmm. and blue sky. Uh, mm-hmm. you can find me on Instagram at the Cobmeister. Uh, you can go check me out on roll for its series project Marana, which is, I believe almost ending, but most of it has now been posted to YouTube. It is a horror series, a call of Cthulhu series where I play a sad 49 year old gay man. And then his, his, uh, 19 year old, much less sad uh less uh, still gay self uh it's a fun time we jump back and forth between the 90s and the 20 uh 2020s uh it's it's a good good time Uh, the things get truly insane in the back half of that show like genuinely insane um the 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 gm walked away from the camera multiple (laughs) times with some of these roles by the end of it it gets nuts uh i've i've never had so many fumbles in like (laughs) the the number of fumbles Mm -hmm. uh anyway 
the uh, you can also find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash casual quest live, where I, a non-gamer, play a bunch of games for the very first time. Right now we're wrapping up Fallout New Vegas. So if you want to hear my Ulysses impression, uh, go come check us out. I also mm-hmm. stream Baldur's Gate 3 uh, and uh, um, what's the game? Metal Gear Solid. We're still Whoa, doing Metal Gear Solid. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's never iconic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've never played a single Metal Gear game. Uh, so if you want to see me uh, fumble my way through stealth missions, come mm-hmm. watch me play Metal Gear Solid. Uh, but you can follow uh, Three Black Halflings at three. That's the number three Black Halflings uh, pretty much everywhere. Uh, the Pornhub is almost back up yeah. and running. What? So make sure to follow us. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's a very curated very good content uh yes. check it out. not what um, i was expecting to hear i love that though <laughs> uh hairy halfling feet all over you can <laughs> and if you enjoy all of what you're hearing uh come support us patreon uh patreon.com slash three black halflings mm-hmm. uh thank you all really so much helps. for tuning in thank you once again cb from the bottom of my heart it's been an uh, absolute pleasure having you here Enjoy. this has been a lot of fun I'll be back at some point. Aw, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah! And we will see all of you next time. So long, Shire Folk! So long, Shire Folk! Farewell to you, my friend. Yeah! Hey! Oh my God, I'm so glad that you sang that song. What is that? Blue? Is that Bear in the Blue, Blue House? No, I don't know. What show is that? That was a HeadGum Podcast.